1: Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Mom Hour. I'm Megan Francis here, as always, with Sarah Powers. Hi, Sarah. Hi,
0: Megan. How are you?
1: Well, I want to say Happy New Year because even though it's been the new year in podcast land for a while, I do believe this is the first time we've recorded together in the new year.
0: I think it is. And I'm extra confused because we had a voices episode drop on Friday that was all about New Year stuff. But I also recorded that right before January 1st. So I do think it's the first time for us on the mic for sure.
1: Well, this is a great topic because when we talked back in December um, about like looking back at 2021, what worked, what didn't, um, some of our biggest aspirations that maybe fell a little flat, um, we did tease that we were going to come back and talk about our 2022 intentions. And I actually really like that we're doing this. We're recording this like a week in Mm -hmm. to January into into 2022, because I think sometimes you just need to be in it and like looking around to see, you know, we want to get a jump on it when we're still in the middle of like wrapping Christmas presents. And I'm not sure how realistic that always is.
0: I think it's very individual to the person. And I, um, having just interviewed Christine Coe and Sarah Hart Unger for Friday's episode, I know there are people who really do start thinking about their new year um, goals and intentions, like in Q4, like October, November, that is totally fine. It's just not me. I agree. I need to get past the holidays and um, be in it And then it's like they're percolating. But I think you're right. I think this is a great time to talk about them.
1: Yeah. And I have to say that week between Christmas and New Year's, um, I have a history of like jumping into challenges and things like (laughs) that that will like set the tone for January. But until I really get into it, I don't know where it's taking me. I just find that 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 dead week, as they call it, is a great time for me to go. I don't know. Something needs some overhauling. How about I take this thing, this big project on? And then it's not until like January 6th or 7th that the reality of that starts to hit. And um, so we're in a a really good place right now to just kind of talk about what those intentions are. We want to do it in a really gentle way. As always, we're just, um, you know, we're just curiously looking at what's working for us and what's not and talking about making some small adjustments, maybe some bigger adjustments. And then later we're going to check back and see how all that's going because the best intentions, as they say, they sometimes just don't. Either it turns out you actually want to go in a different direction or you try something and don't need it anymore. There's a lot of ways these things can change over time.
0: Yes, I agree. And I feel like we've said it before, but when, when new intentions or resolutions fizzle out, it doesn't necessarily mean they didn't serve you. I think it can still be really instructional. And so we do. We have set aside a More Than Mom episode that's about six weeks from now. So like mid to second half of February, somewhere in there and we are holding ourselves accountable we're going to come back and we're going to talk and touch on the things we talk about today and just see see how it's going so i we've never done that we've done lots of new year new intentions episodes over the whatever this is like our 7th year um but we've never done that where we've forced ourselves to revisit and i think 6 weeks is a nice mark cuz it'll be fresh enough but i i'm sure we'll have things where we're like yeah that didn't happen or that's not happening as planned
1: right well before we dive into that let's talk about covid <laughs> why? Why? Must why, why would we do that? Well, I it's so funny because it's like we're in this place again where we're looking at a new year and we're we're, you know, just like we were in 2021, January 2021, we wanna make these plans, we wanna set these intentions, but there's this like big butt hanging over it, like, <laughs> but who knows what's gonna happen with this COVID thing? And right. um, you and I were talking about it yesterday and like trying to remember were we worse off or better off a year ago? Did it feel you know, more or less, I don't like hanging over our heads all the time. And I think the reality is we're much better off as a society, but right now it's very omnipresent. Like it's just everywhere.
0: It is. And I think, you know, back in the early pandemic, those of you who listen every week, you know, we tried to do these little pandemic check-ins no matter the topic of the episode, because it felt weird to launch into a conversation about potty training or like recipes without acknowledging this massive cultural like shared cultural experience we were all having. And then, you know, new normal set in and we kind of stopped doing that. And we just felt like this particular week um, as kids return to school and some of like this this massive Omicron uh, spreading is happening. We just want to acknowledge that we know that wherever you are, it's likely touched you and your family in some way for everything from an inconvenience to you know, a, a really traumatic experience, and we know people and friends and team members, and we just know everybody's so affected by this. So I'm not sure we have much to say except we we see you, and we're not sure what the next three or four weeks holds either. And we have you know some reason to be semi hopeful and lots of reasons to be anxious at the same time.
1: Yep, yep. And um, you know, just on a personal level, I think you put it really well, Sarah, when we were talking off the podcast yesterday like overall, the outlook, the prognosis, if you will, is so much better. But we're at the point where it's still like you look around and everyone, you know, seems to have COVID right now. Or like yeah. everywhere you look it, it's like we're back to that place. And it, it's almost like our brains trick themselves into going back into that muscle memory anxiety. Or like, are mm-hmm. we, do we have to be as um, alert and on guard as we were? Or like, what's the correct level to like dial it up without yeah. going overboard and, so we're all we're with you. Like we're all there.
0: Yeah. I have now to that point. I want to really quickly share an analogy that I heard on the daily, the podcast last week. And the the co-hosts were talking about, or the guest and the host were talking about, if you survived a category five hurricane that, you know, devastated your community and your house and you got a little reprieve. And then they said, Okay, there's another hurricane coming, but it's a lot milder. It's a category three. And at first you might be like, Okay, well, that sounds doable. And then they were like, But it's coming tomorrow and there are five category threes in a row. And it's like, okay, well, I'm already beleaguered. I think that's that's one of the things I'm noticing is people are tired and beleaguered and systems are stressed already. And while, you know, as we've discussed, we we are in a better position, but we're also we're also beaten down. So it's it's rough out there. I guess we just wanted to acknowledge. Yeah, yeah.
1: plus 20% off your next box while your subscription is active. We are welcoming back Vionic as a sponsor today. And Sarah, I will be honest. I was sorting through my warmer weather wardrobe the other day, and it could seriously use a refresh. But you know what's good to go? My shoes. I've got a great selection to choose from thanks to the Vionic Vitals collection. And lately, the pair I keep putting on again and again is the Uptown Loafer. I have two pairs, one in sand suede and the other in camel leather, but please don't make me pick a favorite.
0: Oh, I won't. I'll let you keep both. That's so funny, Megan, because I was a little jealous of your uptown loafers. I was the last one on our team to get a pair, but I just did. I also got mine in the sand suede, and I think I've worn them like four times this week. They really finish off a cute spring outfit. The Vionic Vitals collection has the best essential styles for everyday wear to get you ready for spring.
1: Wearable well being for your feet. Okay, Sarah. So um, let's talk first about some ways we want to challenge ourselves this year. And those can be small things. They can be things that last all year, or they can be things that, you know, to your point about um, intentions serving you, even if they don't last very long, they can be literally things you want to do for like one week. Um, so <laughs> I will go first with my big one, which is that after having done these kind of big January uh, yoga challenges for the last, several years, three, I believe it's been three. The first one I did was in 2019. So this would be the third year of that. Um, I decided to sign up for yoga teacher training, which is like a very different level of commitment. It will be seven weekends that I will be there all day long, Saturday, all day long, Sunday. It's funny because Usually, the yoga challenge was always a last minute thing, like, oh, it that, and that was usually one of those dead week decisions, like, oh, I see the email about it, sure, I'll sign up, why not? And last year, around that same time, I said to my sister, you know, I'm kind of curious about yoga teacher training. And she said, that's so funny, I am too. Then she signed up and went through it, and I did not. Um, that that was a full year ago or more than a year ago now, where I was like, that sounds really fascinating, I would love to do that. But for lots of reasons, I wasn't ready. First of all, I just didn't feel like, um, I don't feel like I was in a place where my prac my personal practice was where it needed to be for me to actually commit to that. The finances weren't, weren't going to work out. I was kind of newly in my relationship with Eric and it just felt like taking seven weekends in a row away from that. Yeah. Felt like poor timing. It just didn't feel fair. Um, so I did not do that. And then this year when the, I guess the email must've gone out back in, I think it was November. I looked at it and thought, you know what? I think this is the year. This just feels right. And so I did not hesitate. Like it, it was about a 24 hour decision. And, um, now that I have the benefit of my sister having gone through it and I've made friends with some of the instructors at my studio and, and my sister's studio and mine are very similar. So the programs will be quite similar. Her, her teacher actually trained my teacher. So they'll be very similar. And, um, I actually did an episode of Mother of Reinvention where we talked a lot about it, and she was talking about how, like she cried. It was really, 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 really hard. not yeah. physically hard, necessarily, although there will be that, like I will be going to three classes a day some days, which is way more. And you know that I've said in this class, like I don't go to power yoga. right. I never want to go to a class that's longer than sixty minutes. like and that will just I will have to. like that's part of the learning. Um but also the book learning. It's hard. There's a yeah. lot of anatomy, um, and muscle, like learning about the skeletal and muscular system, which I'm actually really interested in, but I know very little. Yeah. Um, and just the dynamics and how everything works together. And I've been practicing yoga for over 20 years. And I still, when they'll say things like externally rotate, you're like, I'm like, I don't know what that, what are you talking about? Mm -hmm. So I think it's going to challenge me in every possible way. Um, and I'm excited about that, but also a little skirt.
0: That is, that's a big one. And a little it skirt is, is that, that's how you know that you have pushed yourself out of your comfort zone yes. and yet in an, in an area that is familiar to you. So I'm very excited, very proud of you. And does and also
1: like- what I like is that I've been thinking about it a long time and I didn't, I didn't feel bad that I didn't do it until now. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like there's sometimes that thing that's just lurking around in your head and it can, and it can just stay there yeah. like for a long time. If, it, if, if it's not the right time for you, You can still let that thing kind of float around and kick around until the right time comes to jump. And I think you'll know when it's the right time to jump. So I'm
0: excited for you. Thanks. How about you? Okay. So one way I would like to challenge myself this year is I plan to take a social media break, a social media Sabbath every weekend. So all year long is my intention from about Friday after school or Friday, 5 PM, um, all the way through Sunday evening. And, and so this, when I say social media, it's mostly Instagram. We talked in our 2021 reflection episode, we talked about how I've essentially quit Facebook happily. Um, I do look at Twitter though, when the news is hot and hopping or when there's something happening, happening locally, or when I want to mindlessly scroll and I'm tired of Instagram so this is not a device. It's not an electronics or device or internet Sabbath. It is just social media. And I chose weekends because I wanted it to be a little bit hard. I wanted rather than just say, oh, I want to cut back on mindless scrolling, or I want to take a couple social media breaks. I wanted it to feel a little difficult. And weekends are when my family's home. The truth is, I, I have the privilege now of working from home and having the house to myself with kids off at school. And Brian at work, a lot of hours. If I want to play on social media and use that as a creative outlet and use it for work, I have enough time to do that in what I'll call the work school hours of the week. Right. So um, I it's more of an experiment. It's not that I think it's bad or that I'm super addicted, but it is a mindless reach for the phone and open those apps. And I want to give myself the flexibility to do that during a lot of the week and then set a hard line because I do really well with clear boundaries, even if it's just, I'm an, I'm an upholder. So I can set a rule or a system for myself and I will follow it. Um, right. so I just needed to find what is, what is the arbitrary rule I'm going to make up for myself. And I just declared that it was social media Sabbath weekends every weekend this year. And I haven't done it yet because we're recording this on Thursday, the sixth, and I didn't last weekend was like a, a holiday. So Wow. Tomorrow, Friday, the seventh would be the first time. And I don't plan to take the apps off of my phone. I think I'll, I think the, it's not like a willpower issue. It's just a mindfulness issue. Like, oh, I don't do this on the weekend, you know?
1: Yeah, no, I, I totally agree that like creating those boundaries and even for someone like me, not an upholder, uh, more of a rebel, which can be a little challenging because I will, I will, what was the thing? It's like a chart, right? Like if you're a rebel, you will rebel against
0: external Uh huh. Um, So you rebel against both external and internal and internal, right? Mm
1: -hmm. But I also am very close to whatever the next one over is—the questioner. Yeah. So like the questioner will, I think, sometimes override. It's just interesting. Like some, if I have the if I have the right boundaries in place, my whatever the thing is that's slightly less rebellious than the rebel will override the rebel, and and I'll keep my own rules, Yeah, but it's very, it's, but I still resist them. It's interesting. We are fascinating people the way mm-hmm. our brains work. Mm-hmm. Um, I love that. It's like that you've got this very specific time because you don't really need to take the apps off your phone then. Right. It's right. like, you don't, all you have to do is know what time it is.
0: Right. Mm-hmm. And, and yeah, exactly. It's like, I, it's a new identity, like putting on, like, I am not a person who uses social media on the weekend. I am a person who right. uses social media during the week. And I've never done that I've done other ways of trying to cut, cut back and this I've never tried this one. So that's the experiment for this year. And it will be a challenge. I I'm sure of it.
1: I am reading the book, Atomic Habits. Uh, yes. I believe James Clear. Did you
0: read that one? We I did. About this? Okay. And we talked about we did a habits episode where you that's, read a different habits. Book yes. And right. I read that one. But remember, I have book amnesia, so I, I don't. Remember OK, anything so I well, read.
1: I haven't made it all the way through. But one of the things he says early in the book that really resonated with me, because I can if I do this, I can do almost anything. And that is just like what you just said is re-identifying yourself. So if you say to yourself, I am not a person who, mm-hmm. or like the the description he gave was if you say, I am a healthy person or I am a health conscious person, mm-hmm. then every choice you make starts to orient yeah. around that identity. So and the way that it's described in the book is like you go out to eat and you think, Well, what would a healthy person order? Yeah. What would a healthy sense. person do? Like what would a healthy person do today? They'd go for a walk. Like, and so re um yeah, like reidentifying yourself or reorienting yourself to that identity. Like, I have to know why. That's right. the questioner. That's like, the why questioner. am I doing this? Yeah, and so um, that actually segues really nicely into my next way of challenging myself, which is to drink less. And that's something you and I have circled around on this po- on this podcast for years and Just off like, the podcast and probably. off the podcast ad, ad And we've both done you know various little challenges, and we've both done various little like set- setting rules, and I've always resisted them. Because it felt like I didn't really know why I was doing it. Like, okay, so I don't have a drinking problem. I'm sleeping fine. I'm getting up in the morning and doing my job. Like I'm not, you know, I'm not falling down the stairs or driving over trees or whatever. But this year I've really done a lot of reading about um, life in your forties and beyond perimenopause and menopause. And it's just like fact that it's just not good for me. Like that's the only, like it's, really matter what the outcome is. It doesn't really matter if I'm like holding it all together and I don't think there's a problem. Like there are things happening inside my body that I cannot see. And more than a pretty small, a pretty shockingly small amount on like a depressingly small amount of alcohol interferes with every single one of those processes. And that's not going to get better. Like that's just, it's just going to become more evident with age. So I think that like, Just accepting that and not resisting it was the biggest thing for me to go, Okay, like now I have my why. Like now I understand it's not just an arbitrary rule. I've tried doing like drink trackers. I'm like, well, why am I tracking drinks? I don't even care. Like, why am I bothering or why am I taking weekend or weeknights off? It's just for the sake of doing it. And it felt like I was doing it because someone else told me to do it. And so I was like, okay, so why don't I just try taking like three weeks off totally? So I'm doing a 21 day reset right now. Um, and then when I come back from it, it's then all my habits have shifted. Now I can, now it's like fresh slate, and I can just say, okay, how, what are ways I want this in my life? Like maybe for me, it looks like going wine tasting with Eric on the weekends, or maybe for me, it looks like, you know, um, just having like one glass of wine, like truly one glass of wine, you know, after dinner, like whatever it is. And I haven't decided that yet. I'm trying not to get ahead of myself because that's yeah. a big problem I have. We are all start being like, well, what if I go to Napa again in three years? And I, when I'm out there, I can't drink, and I'm like, okay, well, why are you, why are you worried about like the time you might go to Napa in three years? I mean, why don't I just worry about today? Like, why don't I just worry about what can I do today to wake up feeling a little bit better tomorrow? I, so. It's so
0: funny. I'm going to jump in because I know that about you from like the way we, the way we worry and plan about the future in business yes. too. And it's so funny because I am more of like the anxious future caster, like this could go wrong or like, this is too much. I'm not, this is not going to work because, and I can be kind of negative and critical, but when you, when you do one of those arbitrary, what ifs it's fantastic because it's like very specific and yes. and very unlikely. Whereas I am the one who's constantly like, yeah, but that might not work because, or this might not right. work because no, yours but- are all
1: based in reality.
0: And, my, <laughs> and And mine is also
1: usually something I'd have to give up or go without. Yes. more than
0: scarcity. Yeah. It's like that scarcity mindset. Yes. Well,
1: and I'd be much more likely to think what if in three years, okay. So if I was just going to compare them, my personality would be much more likely to say, what if in three years, um, I go to a friend's wedding and I can't have a champagne (laughs) toast. Like that's where my brain goes. It doesn't go to like, what if in a month I'm slightly hungover and I don't feel well enough to, you know, I don't know, like, function the next day or whatever it is. Like I'm, I'm looking at these fantastical yeah. unrealistic things that could happen, but probably won't or I'll deal with them and they happen. It's not a big deal. Like anyway, that's a whole thing. So I'm about five days into doing this reset and actually, I think I'm maybe only in on my fourth day. And here's the thing that I'm realizing it's actually pretty easy. It's almost embarrassingly easy. And when I say embarrassingly easy, it's like, why didn't I just do it before? But I know why I didn't do it before, because I didn't care. So, and you, you know didn't I mean? have that why. Yeah. And I didn't have the why. So I, mm-hmm. I, I think this is a great example of sometimes you circle around things for a really long time before everything clicks into place. And you're like, oh, OK, this is a change that makes sense for me to make now. And it wouldn't it just didn't make sense before. Like it didn't jive with I, my brain. Well, like where I was at the time, I wasn't willing to do even four days of like, cause I think the last time I took like a real break, it was about four days. And the whole time I was just like, man, ugh, this sucks. And like, I just couldn't stop thinking about it. Like I really want a glass of wine. Now I'm just like, okay, it's fine. I just, I have like my fancy mocktails I'm making and then it's over and I don't think about it again. And it's just not a big deal, but it's, it's cause I went in resolute and was like, this is something I'm going to do because this is my identity. Now I'm identifying as someone Who is a healthy person, right? And for me, that now fits that now fits in the definition.
0: That identity. I love it. I love it. And I know we have a lot of listeners thinking these same thoughts. Um, yeah. Okay. Well, my last way that I am going to challenge myself this year, and this is this is another like uncomfortable challenge. So I have been seeing a counselor therapist for the last couple of months. This is something I've done three different times now, usually. Just wanting to talk through what I think of as sort of silly, silly, silly is the wrong word on um, worries that are not serving me, worries that are not based in reality, usually about my own health or one of the kids. And um, it's been a good experience, but I have done it twice before for about three months. Um, and this time it has also been about three months and it um I really like my therapist it fits in with my schedule for the most part it's virtual right now it's local so it's not telehealth therapy but it's I'm not going to a place so it's COVID safe um and I kind of feel like I want to quit because I'm like okay that was good like I I did it I did it (laughs) I checked that box I'm really good at therapy I get an A plus like right like you know and um, you say that, all the
1: right things. You, you're right. like mm-hmm. you're at you're like appropriately self-deprecating and self-aware. Yep. But that's not the same as like actually having tools to help you for the rest of your life. Right. right? That's like, not yeah.
0: really the same as doing the work. So right. the challenge <laughs> is just simply to continue with therapy longer than 90 days. Um, And again, to treat that as an experiment. And it doesn't have to mean I'm in crisis. It doesn't have to mean I'm like, super freaking out over any one thing, but I'm really trying to frame it as, first of all, a huge privilege because I have to pay some out of pocket for this. And I have the ability to do that right now and looking at it as a growth opportunity and not like a crisis yeah. uh, bandaid solution. Um, and not that I was super in crisis before, but I think I I looked at it before, like, man, I, you know, I, I want to get a handle on some of this anxiety that I've got. So I'd go do it and it was fine. And then I'd feel really good when it was done. I'd be like, good. Cause I don't want to do that anymore. Right. And something about that resistance tells me that like, there's probably good opportunity. And if, if I can, and I am in the position of privilege to be able to, I think I'd like to see, see what happens if I do yep. it for a year this time and, and don't look at it as crisis management, but just personal growth.
1: So. I, I am very much on board with this plan, Sarah. And I think that it's funny how these two things that we just talked about sort of, they're very different, but they go together in a way. And, and one of the ways is what you just said, like, um, it's not a band aid, It's not a crisis. You're not trying to like dig out of a hole, like you're, you're right. getting ahead of it. It's like really that kind of self-care where it yes. truly is like self-care. And similarly for me, um, one of the interesting things, and I've done a lot of, they call it quit lit, just reading about like, uh-huh. you know, like quitting drinking and like, what does that look like? And why is it hard? It's for most of us, it's not physically hard. Most of us are not going to have like DTs, right? Like right. we're not at that level. It's more like it's, um, it's just the thing you reach for. Like it's just easy. So where I, when I said it was kind of embarrassing how, how not hard it was, it's because I would go, oh, I'd like a glass of wine. And then I think, well, what do I really want? And then I'd say, oh, what I, well, what I really want is something interesting to do Mm -hmm. or not to have to do this task that's on my, or whatever, you know? Mm -hmm. And it's like, all I had to do is ask myself the second question. Yeah. And, and then I'd have like an answer and I'm not always happy with that answer. Sometimes I don't like that answer at all, but it's there. It's there for me to find. And I, what I like, where I think the parallels are here is I certainly wouldn't want to wait to have that discovery until I'm at the point where my life is falling apart and right. I have no other recourse. Like I don't right. have any tools in my toolbox.
0: Right. And I right. think
1: a lot of women find themselves there because it is such a pervasive, easy, quick fix. And it's, it's everywhere. It's socially
0: acceptable. It's yeah. socially
1: acceptable. So like you're sitting there thinking, I'm stressed, there's wine, done, right? But like, right. what if you had five other tools? Mm-hmm. I'm stressed, I have breathing, I have, I can call a friend. Like whatever those tools are, it's a therapy. Like I can yeah. call my therapist. And so it's just proactive, and I love that. Yeah. So I'm just like I'm just giving you a big high five over here. Actually, just weird little dance right now that I wish you could see. Oh, Where nice. I've got like I've got my elbows out, and I'm like I kind of look like I'm doing like a hoedown dance.
0: Okay. So right. there you go.
1: You're getting like a little hoedown dance.
0: I love it. I love it. <laughs> We're super fun this year. Should we? Uh, <laughs> we sure are. Sober. <laughs>
1: Sober, meditating all the time, in uh, not on,
0: in therapy and
1: not on social media. <laughs> yes.
0: Let's, I cannot yes. wait for how this is in six weeks, by the way.
1: <laughs> I hope it's well, gosh, I hope it's not the opposite. Like that yeah. would be terrible. Maybe it'll just be, you know, maybe we'll be slightly ramped down, but still yeah. like on the right path. So, yeah. well, OK, so we talked about things and these are very challenging things we've just talked about. And I feel like if you are like a mom in the trenches right now and you want to tip like dip your toe into even like one of the most gentle versions of any of the things that we just talked about, like taking an hour off of Instagram or, you know, like just doing one day without wine and see how that goes or go to one therapy session, like whatever tiny little way, something like this, the things that we're challenging ourselves with at the stage of motherhood we're in, like wherever you're at right now, whatever tiny, tiny little way you can kind of chip away at something that you see yourself maybe being able to actually go all in on in 10 years is so great. And and eventually those little steps will get you
0: I, to where you want
1: to get. Right.
0: I, to- I totally agree. And just for frame of reference, I didn't set goals or intentions and I'm a very goal oriented person, or I'm a, you would think I am at least. And I, do, I didn't start really doing this until probably three or four years ago. And probably only because we would talk about it on the podcast. So I had to come up with something. You need so content. I just took like a decade at least off of any kind of new year's, anything, if that helps right? anybody feel better.
1: Yeah. Well then I guess in that spirit, let's now both talk about, um, a way or two that we want to back off this year, maybe something we don't want to do that we want to opt out of someplace we want to take the pressure off. Sarah, you go first on this one.
0: Yeah, I just have one. And I just want to read again for fun without, you know, I love Goodreads and I love setting reading goals. And I follow a lot of people online who, who are really into their reading, but it can create a lot of turn it into homework. A bit and I have a bad habit of committing to finish every book I start. And any good reader will tell you you need to learn how to abandon books. And my what I wrote in our little outline is I want to read like you read, Megan, which is very much you pick up a Sporadically. book. You you set it down, you read <laughs> yes. for true fun and enjoyment. I did get the Kindle for Christmas. I think I mentioned that was on my wish list, and I was hoping it would help with my reading, and it already is. Um, and I just want to approach reading with a lighter touch without worrying about how many books I'm going to read without like, okay, what am I going to read next? Like truly follow my nose as like the fruit loops commercial used to say, and, and treat it with a lighter touch and curiosity. And, and hopefully that will yield more reading, but if it doesn't, that's also okay. I didn't read very much in 2021 and I felt yucky about it. And if, if all that changes in 2022 is I also don't read very much, but I, Feel less don't yucky, feel you feel like, right. And yes. that's, that's good enough.
1: Yeah. I love, I love it. And it's funny. Cause I, um, interviewed, um, Amy Clark, our friend who runs momadvice.com and has the momadvice book club, which is great if you're really into books, but she's also at Enneagram type one. Mm-hmm. And so she's very like, she's very oriented towards achievement, mm-hmm. um, just in general. And so how that plays into your reading life, it's, it's great if that moves you, but sometimes you're in a season and maybe you'll be in a season of life again where it motivates yeah. you. Yeah. But right now, if you're not there, like I love that you said, just be curious. Like yeah. what, what does motivate you right now? Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, mine is kind of like a lot. It's sort of two, but I'm just going to kind of mash it all together. So it does. It is around physical health. And um, I, I think the way I want to say it is I want to kind of calm down about my diet which is going to take some unconditioning. But ultimately, I think I will eat in a more healthy way. So I don't have like an eating disorder or anything like that. But I have definitely, you know, over the last about 10 years, um, I've gained about 20 pounds. And I think that I eat pretty healthily. And I don't think I'm obsessive about the way I eat. However, I have internalized messages about food. You can't help it. We are all conditioned and they're everywhere. And I have found, just again, by being curious and observant, and not changing anything, just looking and being like honest with myself, I have found that I make some very strange food choices that feel healthy to me that probably are actually counterproductive. Like, like jumping on food trends like um, keto or low carb. I I don't think that when I like when I eat low carb, I do think I eat very healthfully, and it it it's kind of helpful in a way. It helps me eliminate. Options, which I think sometimes is helpful, but then it then I do a weird calculus around food, like to go back to drinking, like wine doesn't count, like why is that? Or like I won't have dessert, but I, it's just sometimes the choices I make don't make a lot of logical sense. If you if you backed up and looked at them overall, like what I actually need in my diet, I think sometimes I shortchange myself because I've internalized messages about food that I would just like to let go of. Yeah. Um. So that doesn't, and then the other side of that is when you eat really, really well for a while, there is this tendency to then go hog wild for lengthy periods of time because you're just bored or tired of it. And it's hard to do. And I don't even mean really, really well, like in a balanced way. I mean really, really well in a restrictive way. So yeah. there's like a whole school of thought about intuitive eating. I am not a nutritionist or a dietitian. I don't even really know that much. I, all I know is that I think if I just back off a little bit, I know what it looks like to eat in a healthy way. Like I know uh, how to, powerful. I know how yeah. to balance a plate and, and know that what's on it is real food. I am not someone who like wakes up in the morning and lives on Doritos and donuts all day. So I need to like give my body a little credit yes. and listen to it and not eat in a way that like is textbook by what I think some influencer wants me to do or even anybody else in my life who might eat a certain way and, and like it and feel really successful with it. So that's all. So that's like one piece it's like that unconditioning Mm -hmm. that it might mean my diet looks a little all over the place for a while, but I think ultimately it's going to be better and I'm going to feel Mm -hmm. better. Um, and maybe even look better. I don't know. That's not the point. And then I think that this also kind of relates to like where I'm going with the yoga teacher training and my physical fitness, um, that, you know, having to do with exercise and stuff. Like I just really want a physical, practice that serves me now and that will serve me in the future. Um, and that means I want to do activities that are good for me, but not just for me to like get bigger muscles or lose weight or whatever, but like the emotional and mental good for me as well as the physical good for me. And that means I kind of, there's some things I need to let go of when it comes to ideas about pushing my physical limits. And at like, I don't need to train for a race. I don't want to train for a race, like things like that. And that could change too. Who knows how I'll feel in a year or two. This is not a forever thing. It's just me saying like right now, even the way I approach a yoga class, if I go in thinking this class is to serve me, not for me to serve my instructor, then not only do I get more out of it, I don't come to the point where I'm going to injure myself and I want to go back the next day. I don't yeah. feel like I want to avoid it. And that's, that's something I, where I think yoga teacher training is really gonna um, help me with that because like what it means to be an advanced and I'm putting that in quotes Mm -hmm. student of yoga is very very different from what it might look like to be like an elite athlete yeah (laughs) it's much less about performance and it's much more about making it your own and that's what I want to that's like where I'm going and my that's my woo-woo side getting um
0: I I love it so much I think you're so well poised to just own both of those, like those kind of uh, this little pair of mm. intentions, because, like you said, you've done so much of the work and the thinking, and you are, I think, very good at knowing what your body needs, and very good at you're you're very responsive in the moment. Um, and I just think you're well positioned to to really settle into both of those things. So I love it.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm excited about that. That one's one that feels very cozy to me in a way, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's just right. And it just feels good. So I guess that's, that tells you you're onto something. I agree.
0: Okay, Megan. Well, over here at the mom hour, we are big fans of our sponsor, our place. In fact, you, me, and our team member, Katie, were all comparing notes on our favorite product. Katie was telling us that even though she's packing up to move her family to a new house, she cannot put that mini perfect pot from our place into the boxes yet because she's using it like every night.
1: Go to fromourplace.com and enter the code MOMHOUR at checkout to receive 10% off site-wide. That's fromourplace.com, code MOMHOUR. Okay, Sarah. I'm really excited about the questions that we have here because this is. I'm, I'm not. I'm purposely not setting like an intention word for the year because then I put pressure on myself to like I don't know do something performative with yeah. it, and I don't mm-hmm. want to do that. But the word that keeps coming into mind if I were setting an intention word um, is invest because it's just something I've been thinking a lot about, like investing in ourselves as women and moms, investing in our futures, all of these things. So that word has been kind of heavy on my mind and. I know that I've shared with you some of the funny things that I've been investing in lately. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'll go first. Um, the first one for me is like literally investing. I, I think for a long time, I've been in a place of like a scarcity place or a place of like kind of just getting by like the self-employed person's version of living paycheck to paycheck where there's not mm-hmm. even a real paycheck. It's just there like no there's yeah. you just get money when you get gig, it and you just gig to gig, <laughs> gig to gig. gig right. And, and, and the divorce and all that stuff. And like, it's been like, just kind of hand to mouth for a while, just figuring it out. And, and there hasn't been a lot of wiggle room. So I've had to make a lot of really short term decisions about money. And now I'm in a place, um, you know, thanks in big part to this podcast that, and I'm so grateful for it where I have, there's my margins aren't so tight and it's a huge mindset shift when you move away from super tight margins being broke or close to broke to having extra money that you can you almost you you can't just figure it out in the moment yourself because there's systems at play like that other people know how to work that I don't know how to work you know yeah. what i mean like yeah like what would someone with money do <laughs> like if i was again to go back to atomic habits if i identify as someone of means let's just say how would a person of means um make a decision about i don't know like how to use their HSA or mm-hmm. whether to put money into a 401k or like a Roth IRA or how to work those both out. Those aren't things I've really ever had the privilege of having to know much about, honestly. Right. And now I need to know more. So um and that also goes into just like how much work to take on. Is it mm-hmm. for a long time it was if something came my way and it was going to pay me, I did it. Mm-hmm. And I'm in a place now where that doesn't make a lot of sense because at some point it's taking away from something else. So like right. everything around finances, I am just wanting to learn about investing. And that means probably this year, I will just be investing and in learning how to invest. Yeah. And yeah. probably not actually doing much with it, but just learning.
0: Yeah. So. Well, that it sets me up. First of all, I love it. And I'm proud of you. Um, and proud of us. But it sets me up perfectly in two ways. First of all, we didn't plan this, but I also don't have a word for this year for the same reasons. But if I did, it is also <laughs> tied to this question, It's just oh, so I love funny. It. Um, and so, and the other thing that this made me think of is when you were talking about, you're just going to learn this year, it reminded me of, I try to frame some of my intentions as what I call a focus area. If I feel like there is a fuzzy goal that's floating out there and something I know I want to either learn more about or do more in that arena, but I, I haven't latched on to what the action is that used to really stress me out. It's like, okay, well, I want, I want to like do more cooking, but I don't know, like what, what's the resolution. And so I just, last year, I started a couple of my goals. I framed as focus areas and I just named them that I gave them that branding and it took so much pressure off actually having to do anything. And yet throughout the year, I would look in my notebook and I would see that's a focus area this year. And it just was like a little guidepost. So that you, it sounds like what you described as like investing, literal investing in finances is like a focus area for you because you don't exactly know what the action right. will be yet, but it's a learning opportunity. And so my health focus area this year is posture. And my word, if I had one, was going to be align or alignment, because oh. I, I love any word that like could mean multiple it's things. It's like a double. Right? Mean, yes. Yeah. I love it's like it. the yeah. physical alignment. And then, of course, like there's so many other metaphorical ways to use that. But I'm not choosing a word. But if I did, it would probably be a line. <laughs> I love that
1: we're both insisting that we're not choosing words. Well, like talking about the words we've clearly chosen. We've it's just obviously, for us, but They're just for us. Right. Yeah.
0: for us And the people listening now. Yeah. Um, so my health, that was like a super windy way to get here. My health focus area, one of them for 2022 is posture. And I I put this under the question about investing in ourselves because I'm not exactly sure what I want out of a f- focusing on posture, but uh, those listening, most of you know I was a ballerina, like a legit ballerina into my 20s. And so I always identified as someone with really good posture or at least good posture on the outside. I think you can have a straight back and hold your head up high and still have some alignment issues as dancers know, but at least on the outside, you know, I, I looked like that ballerina posture for a long time. and I if years and years after I stopped dancing, I still would sometimes get comments about my good posture. I sit up really straight when I drive and when I and I've just it's just age and time away from dance. I just don't I am no longer someone with good posture. I caught myself like in a family home video the other day, like something that where I saw myself and I was like, oh gosh or I'll, I'll catch myself sitting or I'll feel the middle of my back where it's not an injury. It's just not great posture. So that's a focus area for this year. And the reason I kind of put it under this question about investing in ourselves is I, I think one of the things that would probably be most informative and educational and uh, like a kickstart for me would be probably some private Pilates or some body work of some kind where someone can really get to know my body and my history and really educate me or reeducate me on alignment and and that uh, costs a pretty penny. That so is a I, pretty penny. It's not something I think like, oh, I'm going to I'm I haven't signed up for anything. I haven't done anything, but yeah. by identifying it as a focus area and I know there are lots of ways to improve posture including yoga and stretching and being aware of it and but there's something a little voice telling me that I would really benefit from like a one-on-one relationship with someone I'm picturing a Pilates instructor, but instructor, but it could be another type of body work person who just can like, just really work with me individually for maybe a a short period of time to recreate some awareness. Cause I am body aware. I was a dancer my whole life. I've just lost, I've lost it all.
1: Well, okay. I love this. First of all, I think there's a lot of people out there who started off life and then had babies. Yeah. (laughs) And stood around holding their babies in ways that you know made them jut out a hip or their pelvis is all tipped weird or whatever you know like it's it's like you you lose the um the body sense that you had and like yeah. the daily practice, but you also are physically doing things to your body that aren't good for your pasta, uh, for your posture and it reminds me of that interview I did with um Zena Dalla. She used to be a Pilates instructor, but yeah. now she literally only does posture like it's mm-hmm. like its own. Specialty that's like adjacent to Pilates but separate, and I wonder if you followed a few of those kind of people, like their Instagrams or something. We might get a really good feeling for who you'd like align align with. Get what I just did there? Um, So I love that, and I love that that's something where you know when you make that decision, and it might take you a little while to figure out who that person is. Like that's something where you can just really focus on like what a change that might make in your life. I think that's really cool. Um, that reminds me that I also uh, have been like investing in some. I I'm just gonna say, like some of it's frivolous and some of it's not. And I'm putting it. I'm gonna put this in the Gwyneth Paltrow category okay. of the 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 wellness things that I am investing in this year. Like but wellness
0: in air quotes, kind of.
1: Yes, <laughs> that I think, and I think the reason. Like it's so first world. It's like such a privileged thing to even be able to like, you know. I gave a bunch of my friends jade rollers for uh-huh. Christmas, and then we all sat around rolling our faces, like because it's apparently lymphatic drainage or something. I don't know. It's like, does it work? I ha- I'm not. I don't know enough to know if it works, but it right. feels good. It feels really good. Like, do I think crystals actually like balance your chakras? I don't know. But it feels good. And I'm all about like piling on things that feel good right now so that it supports me in doing the things that I actually know are doing something.
0: Oh, that's and like, like <laughs> so profound, though, what you just said, because you and I are both natural skeptics. Yeah. So it's hard to get over that self-talk. But the way you just said it is is so key. It's like it opens up a door to letting the really transformative things work.
1: Right. Because it puts me it, it puts me in the frame of mind that that's. Again, that identity, I am the kind of person who, right, who Mm -hmm. thinks about my wellness, who does things that make me feel good, who blah, 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 whatever it is, treats my body as my temple, like whatever these things are, you know, like I could see myself getting really into Ayurveda. Do I believe that Ayurveda works as a science? I don't know. Maybe (laughs) it's not going to hurt anything. Right. So why not? Um, So I have a funny little story to share with you about this because, like, there are sometimes, I guess, short term. Um, what's the word I'm looking for here? Repercussions. Uh When one starts attacking a bunch of consequences, (laughs) when one starts attacking a bunch of things at once. So this week I have not had any alcohol I've been eating compared to the week between Christmas and New Year's. I mean, my diet has done a complete 180 because it was really bad. Like Mm -hmm. I had just fallen into like into a cheese, like a vat of cheese and, um, things were a little sluggish. I started taking a really good probiotic. Like I spent real money on a probiotic um, from like a, someone who specializes in like perimenopause and women's special needs. Mm-hmm. And I signed back up for the thing. If, if you're a long, long time listener, you may remember that like four years ago, I was going to this local spot in town that had like all these machines you can use, like the red light machine and yeah. like the steam thing. It was right after thing. your divorce, right? Yes. It was right after my mm-hmm. divorce. I did it for like three months and, money was super tight then. And that was like, it was a really big part of my budget, but it felt so good to have something to do that just took care of me. And I didn't really care. Again, I don't know if those lights were, you know, stimulating collagen growth. I really don't know. I don't really understand the science, but it felt great. And it felt like something I could do for myself that was at the very least not harming me. And at Mm -hmm. the very best was it had some therapeutic benefits. So, um, so I was doing that for a while and I didn't go for like three and a half years. And then I just decided to sign up again. And so I was like, well, I guess it's been longer than three and a half years. It's been a long time.
0: Yeah.
1: And, um, I decided to go sign up again for a three month and this time of year in Michigan. I mean, it's very cold and like to go be warm in like a little capsule feels great. Yeah. So I start, so I, this week, here I go, started eating vegetables again. (laughs) Um, stopped drinking, stopped eating like my weight and cheese. Um, Started taking probiotic and then yesterday I went and laid in this like steam capsule for like 30 minutes and it's just, it's like an infrared sauna thing, like light. And it's just like, you know, you're just like in bathed in steam and it's supposed to detoxify you. So I don't know again. Okay. It feels great. I was all warm and my skin felt amazing. Get out. I go pick up Owen and I take him to the orthodontist and (laughs) on the way back from the orthodontist. So we're about 15 minutes from my house. Weather's terrible. I was stopped at a stoplight and my stomach gave this little gurgle. It was just like a little gentle like gurgle. And I'm like, oh, that's weird. And then within a quarter of a mile, I had to change lanes and do that. You know (laughs) that calculus you do when you have a bathroom emergency, but you have to decide like, (laughs) is this gas station going to be the one that has a bathroom and how gross is it going to be? Would it be would it be worth do I need waiting a Key
0: first? Right. Do
1: I need a key? Would it be worth waiting? Like going a little bit further and finding a nicer bathroom? Oh, there's a McDonald's, but wait a second. I think that McDonald's stopped like letting people go inside during COVID. Like one of the, like my mind is going through
0: you had a, all had a of this lot going on.
1: A lot going on. And Owen's just looking at me. He's like, are you okay? And I said, I have to go to the bathroom. And he's like, you can't make it till you go home. I go I get home. I said, it's not that kind, Owen. And so I, pulled in to like one that had a basket robins in the gas station cuz i figured well if it's got food it's gonna like a if it's got a basket robins it's gonna have a bathroom. I don't know why that logic made total sense to me at the time. Anyway, i like pull over, leave the car running, run in the women's bathroom is occupied. I went right to the men's bathroom. I didn't yeah. even stop yeah, to you think did. about it. I just waited. And Owens just looking my, at me. He's like, "Really, mom? "Really?" Oh, and i God. said, I'm sorry. And I was like, do you know how up close and personal I've been with your bodily functions over your life? And so then, of course, he had to tell everybody when we got home and it was a little bit embarrassing. But anyway, I guess you could say my system is flushing itself.
0: It's getting on the up and up. <laughs> <It's> getting...
1: <laughs> All blockages are now are now re- uh, resolved. Yes. Oh so anyways, I guess the um that's the cautionary tale. If you're going to take on a lot of these like Things all at the same time, just make sure that you're near a bathroom.
0: Yeah, that you've invested in proximity <laughs> to a bathroom.
1: <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay. All right. Well, while we're on the topic of investment, let's now share a way that we each want to invest in others or our communities this year, our families, or just something that's a little less focused on us. Cause we've done a lot of talking about ourselves, haven't we?
0: Yeah, we have. I have <laughs> two, and they're unrelated to each other, and I can mention them both briefly. Uh, one is to foster kittens again. So we did this in the fall of 2020 after we moved to this house in Santa Barbara. And then I always meant to get back to it in 2021. And the time of year was not right, mostly because we replaced our roof, which and I refuse to have tiny kittens and home construction going on at the same time. <laughs> that makes sense. That's totally yeah. fair. Um, And it just, it feels like something that would be very meaningful for the kids and for us as a family. It is, it does not come without challenges. Fostering baby animals is a lot of work. It's a big responsibility and commitment. I know that we dabbled in it. Um, So it's both like, it's a little self-serving in that I think it would be really fun and meaningful. And I think the kids are at great ages and it really does help our community. So I now know a little bit more about kitten season. I don't know if all states have, if all, if, if that's a regional kitten thing, but there is kitten season, <laughs> California, yeah. like, like cats give birth at least here in droves, I think in late spring and early summer. So like April, oh. May, June.
1: So well, there's I think just, that's just like animals, right? Like, cause but they, yeah. But yeah, yeah. But the kittens, but cats do. Yeah. It's like more likely that they'll be giving birth.
0: The exactly. Spring, right? I yeah. would have thought that domesticated or even feral cats would just kind of be whenever, wherever, whenever. but like. <laughs> There really is um a season where there are too many litters to to that need a lot of fosters. So that's that's one way we'd like to give back and um I think that will be meaningful. And then the other, totally unrelated, there is a local uh nonprofit educational foundation in my specific city that I have been dipping my toes in and that my mom's a little bit involved in. And I think that is a will be a great first foray for me into more formalized giving. Like either regular giving, going to their fundraisers. They do really, really good work across all the local public school districts. Um, And related to that, just something I feel really called toward is that my kids attend. My kids are incredibly privileged. They attend incredible both public and private schools because I have kids in both. Um, and I live in a community where that's there's just a pretty wide disparity. So I have taken to donating to donors choose, which is where teachers I got this actually idea from a listener in our Facebook group. But anytime I donate to one of our schools because they're doing a fundraiser or they're asking for money, I have taken to matching that just personally on donors choose. Which is a really cool website where um, teachers can list specific needs they have for their pro- for their classroom projects. And so, if I'm gonna send thirty bucks into our elementary school jogathon, I go on and I donate thirty bucks to a teacher in my community who's listed a project on Donors Choose. So that was like that was kind of a mishmash. But it's both the the educational nonprofit is a more formal thing. I think I would like to get involved in, and then the Donors Choose matching has been like a little side way. That just feels like a little thing I can do. So I'd like I to think continue that's that.
1: Really cool. Um, I can't wait to see pictures of your donor kittens. And I'm curious to hear more about your donor choose matching. And and I guess my answer to this question is less about what my actual intention is and more about where I've um struggled to find my place when it comes to giving.
0: Yeah.
1: In the past. And so I'll just give my little my little diatribe here and then kind of where my mind is going with it. So I find honestly choosing organizations extremely overwhelming. Um, First of all, there's a lot of politics involved. Like I feel like I have to be up on the, and this is probably a limiting belief, but like, I feel like I have to know everything about where organization stands, how they spend all of their money. Like I have to have done like a, basically a master's level, you know, dissertation. Yes. In every single organization. And also I think sometimes there's something that's very large. That's like helping people like on a more global level. And so you're kind of guessing at what people really need. It's like, if I'm trying to help, um, if I'm trying to help a group of people that I have no personal connection to, I don't really understand their lives. I don't really know what they need. Like, you know what I mean? There are people who are on the ground who understand that or who've lived that and they know that. And so I kind of find myself, stuck between knowing that there's a lot to be said for these like massive systems. And I mean, government systems and, um, you know, nonprofit charitable giving systems that try to help on a, on a global scale. But at the times in my life personally, where I've been most vulnerable or my family has been most vulnerable, we have not been a candidate for most of those things either because it just didn't fit where we were in our lives. We didn't live where we could benefit from it. Like, there's just a lot of reasons that those things don't connect. I don't connect Mm -hmm. to those organizations because they don't, they just wouldn't have helped me. (laughs) And I don't know how to say that in a way that like, they just weren't what I needed. And so lately I've just been trying to think about like, okay, maybe the route is to connect with something that I feel truly deeply, personally connected to. Because I've lived it, and maybe it's like, okay, so what would have helped, like, young pregnant Megan Jacob? I'm talking about as nineteen. I knew for sure I was going to have him, and I knew for sure I was going to raise him. So a lot of like those needs, like the organizations that might have been or the resources that might have been available to me or necessary for me to tap into, kind of limited, right? Like yeah. that already took some out of the. And then I also was pretty sure I was going to like kind of the trajectory I wanted my life to be on and certain kinds of help available to me would not have helped me. And I just don't know how else to put that, except uh-huh. I needed something that wasn't, that I didn't know how to find. And how would I help, you know, little Megan, <laughs> little yeah. little girl Megan find that. And then even like, you know, more recently, like, um, broke, somewhat stressed, newly divorced Megan, like what help might've helped me at that time. And so some of it is systemic and global and like big organizations and and government help. And some of it maybe is more individual. And I don't know yet. Like, again, I think I'm still in that curiosity phase. Um, I think I've been like putting too many barriers between me and like helping people because I've been putting too many rules around it. Yes. If that makes sense.
0: I relate a lot to that. So I, I loved hearing that. And I, can't wait to see what you figure out.
1: It's a focus area. <laughs>
0: focus area and yes. curiosity doesn't yeah. have to be like, there's nothing to check off on this one. It's just Absolutely. saying it out loud. This was so good. This was so fun.
1: This was really, really fun. And um, I feel like when we come back in six weeks, it might just be a lot of us talking about the things we've learned by trying to put these intentions in place, but that's good. That's like all part of the process, right?
0: Yeah. And I think it helps normalize that lots of people like to talk about everything that's swirling around in their heads on January 1st through 10th. But then if we don't revisit, it's kind of like week of real life dinners. Like we always say, like we everyone shares their meal plan. Very few people share how it actually went. And so I think that's what we hope to touch on in six weeks is like progress, lack of progress, total abandonment of some of these ideas. It's (laughs) all okay. There's room for all of it.
1: Yeah. So we've got an episode coming up on Tuesday, and it's going to be all around those solutions we've found the home, maybe like later than we could have. Like if we'd gotten around to these things earlier, it might've uh, made our lives a little easier. So you'll, you know, we did the hard work so you don't
0: have to. I love that. And I'm excited for that one. So we will talk to everybody on Tuesday.
1: The Mom Hour is supported by partners like Erica.